Thank you. Thanks for coming. You're welcome. Today we have Kia in the house. <laughs> Bye, everybody. <laughs>
<laughs> okay, it could be pigs. I haven't tried it. I haven't tried it, but it's always on Cats. the cards. Cats, Kara. Uh, since I was literally three, four, five years old, I already started not really wearing natural beauty without cruelty makeup. Also, just generally trying to just save animals. I would jump out of a bus and try and stop the driver if I saw a cat in the streets or all kinds of things. I would just stop whatever I was doing and it didn't matter what I was doing just to try and help them. So that's, it's kind of always been there, you know? Mm. And then you continue like volunteering and... Yeah, volunteering has always been a part of, of what I do. I can't imagine my life without animals. They're like, I consider myself a, a child of the earth. You know, just I love nature and animals. I feel connected. And, uh, this comes out with my dancing. I'm also a dancer and I've loved dancing since I was also the same age. Yeah. So the two kind of connect because it's it just seems very natural to, hmm. yeah. How come you didn't um, become a vet? Oh, that's a good question. A few reasons. One of the main reasons is that I wasn't too happy about the education and how mm. they go about the education, how they work on the animals. But now they have, they're coming out with more humane practices in the education, which is simulations. It's so cool. Uh, all this robotic simulation, long distance studies, all these kind of things, computer generated. It's really cool. They have it mostly in the States, but it's coming. I wasn't so keen on that. Otherwise, I probably would have been a vet a long time ago. Yeah. It just wasn't for me it's very important about the quality of life of animals and i won't give up one animal's life just to further my career no ever i'm no. pretty i'm pretty serious about it so you know no. you got, if you got to work well, you you got to work with animals in your own way so that's also yeah great yeah yeah exactly yeah that's quite cool most people actually don't really ask they assume okay well she didn't become a vet because of probably because of money or this or that i could have mm. but uh, it was a decision yeah. But that's why I'm pursuing the veterinary nurse or veterinary technician, whatever you want to call it. It's the same, kind of the same thing yeah. because that's kind of a bit different education. So that's what I'm focusing on now. I want to get into. So I can have some science behind the holistic, you know, it's not just yeah, some alternative thing, but I can also add yeah. the, the medical because alternative mm. and science i think they should work together yeah both kind of practitioners mm. vets and practitioners I'm, I'm more or less like that in in that way as well i think yeah. it's also in human like medicine or you know pets yeah or dog all the studies that they do or like so many year studies so we cannot take out the science out of just say just eat that leaves and it's good for you you know <laughs> bringing the the natural and the science and facts, yeah, fact-based stuff because people like to also have the facts. Yeah. And when you have facts there, you can't disprove science. You no. can't disprove facts. No. And of course, we have to use our intelligence <laughs> to, <laughs> to put a judgment cause on what is good for your pets and whatnot. I have a question for you Oh, about Boy Boy. How do you, as a pet parent, make these judgment calls, you know, with if you're going to have something alternative or something medicinal? Mm. It depends on what it is. For example, he he has an accident with his uh, one of his eyes. Of course, you're not going to put mud and leaves on, the, <laughs> <laughs> on his eye and say that it's going to heal in 10 days. <laughs> of course, you go to the vet. 
Yeah. And of course, they do the surgery and everything on him. So, so that's the medicine. That's the science part of it. After the surgery, you need all kinds of eye drops on him. And of course, you, you follow mm. what the, the vet told you to. No, and because I know so little about it, how long do it take time for me to do the research to know what which eye drop is good and which is not? They have the education for it many years. Yeah. But of course, sometimes uh, you, you hear things and you, you wonder if that is true or not. Like, for example, those tick drops, like they'll go against ticks. And of course, it's chemical because it kills insects. But then if you can also risk your dog having Lyme disease. Um, but like small things like that, it's also you put your balance into things in exactly. some way. For example, those tick drops, I mean, it's only summertime. I put maybe how many? Three drops on him. Because mm. once a month in the summer, how long it is here in Denmark, it's not that long. And the ticks doesn't, I mean, we don't go to those really wild, wild area yeah. for boy boy anyway. He's too posh for that. <laughs> <laughs> I try. Don't judge me. I try to go to the forest with yeah, him. I try. <laughs> he lifts up his paw. It's like, Mom, what the hell is this? <laughs> <laughs> My royal paw can't touch this shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, nature is good for dog, and, and people always have that kind you know, idea of what is good for a dog. But dog is also very individual. That's right. It, they have their own personality. They have their own, own liking and dislike. He's snoring away. I know, I can hear him. That is why I always have a complimentary introduction mm. where I have like, it's kind of like a meet and greet where I meet the, the pet parent and the animal, dog or cat. Yeah. And I see how they interact yeah. with the animal and, and see how it is and get a feeling for it and see if, because I'm pretty selective so sometimes, I mean, you've got to think, is it about the money? Is it a money job or is it actually about the wellness of the animal? Of course, money is important. But, you know, if I, if I meet up with some people and I just see some signs or I pick up something that's just not okay, then I, I literally decline the job. Yeah. And I, of course, do it in a very, very nice way. I'm not yeah. so direct to say, well, it's because of this and this. I try and be honest. Yeah. But I say it in a very polite way because I am very professional. But at the same time, it's the animal's wellness that yeah. matters over the money. Yeah. I mean, Always. the also other thing is you can give automation out you want, but we can't raise an adult. We can't. We, I mean, you, you cannot preach no. them as much as you want. You can tell them off as you want. But I mean, that's why we're still friends. <laughs> that's why she's still allowed to, to take care of my you know, there was something else I wanted to mention earlier on about, you know, the science and the facts and then the alternative yeah. way of doing things and then working together in collaboration. With some of the cases I did before I completed my education, mm. I had about 30 cases that I worked on at the shelter that I was working on here in Denmark. One of the dogs, or a few of them had different issues like depression, anxiety, mm. the hair was falling out, all kinds of things. There was one specifically that had hip dysplasia and there's no ways that I would ever, most of the cases in my education, it's something that I have to sign in my education that says a vet has to first check 
before an alternative practitioner goes in and does the other work. You have to work together. With this dog that had hip dysplasia, the clinic had to first check the dog first before I could do any work on the hips hmm. uh, to see if it was going to make, because sometimes it can make it worse if you're going to do any kind of acupressure, massage or what. Yeah, so actually just, you know, with regards to an animal, I mean, with maybe anxiety or depression, hmm. practitioner can go in and do some work. I always say to my customers, get a vet to check your animal first. Just to get that out the way, it could be the teeth that are bothering them, something which can cause depression mm. and can cause anxiety. So always make sure they get a proper physical examination from the vet and then the holistic Holistic. practitioner and all the other things can come afterwards. Like my vet in AMA, she recommends me to some of her customers uh, for a full body Mm. uh, massage. Could you explain more on... The, the holistic body work that you do, what it is actually. Yeah, it's a, a variety of things, but it's also basically holistic is a word that I say, I look at the animal as a whole. It's emotions as an individual, the size of the dog, the energy of the dog, many, many, many things that I look at. And after that, it's basically to see what are the needs of the dog. So I first find out from their parents what they need. And then I go in with an intention of the massage is never usually longer than 25 minutes and it shouldn't really be a very long massage. I usually start with opening up the meridians, just a gentle effleurage, Swedish massage to open up. I won't go into detail because it'll take forever, but generally it's just um, I start with a wellness massage to make them feel good. And if there's any kind of like we have with effleurage, etronard, tappament and a few other uh, Swedish techniques and then I close off the meridian that usually takes about 20 minutes or so if it is other work like anxiety or if a dog is very anxious like a puppy and they need to relax or if a dog is too relaxed and they need to have more energy then I work with different points find out what kind of dog it is in like traditional Chinese medicine if it's a wood dog a fire dog um, all the different elements mm-hmm. really going in to it Then I do acupressure for certain points to work on the animal to either heat their body up or cool it down, give them more energy, take away more energy, give, uh, make it more happy, all these kind of things. And when I do go in for a massage, the biggest thing for me is to go in with an intention. What is my intention? And that is either to help with anxiety or just make the dog feel happy or calm, whatever it is. So this is just the basic. And then, of course, there's energy work and other kinds of things as well. Hmm. Let's go. Nobody me 
Agora vai descendo lento, amor Joga a mão pra cima sem medo Se joga nessa dança, se joga nessa dança Agora vai descendo Agora vai descendo lento, amor Joga a mão pra cima sem medo Agora suelta a candela e prende Mano para arriba, suelta a cadeira Joga pra cima, vai, treme Mano para arriba, suelta a cadeira Joga pra cima, vai, treme interesting with the body work. I think you did once or twice on Boy Boy. And Kia always sent me uh, videos or pictures while she was taking care of Boy Boy so that I would be at ease and know that he's <laughs> well and fine. It was always Boy Boy is when I, when I come home back from work, Boy Boy is tired but like in a good way, like fully stimulated and calm. Mm-hmm. I gifted my keys to Kia. Like this is your key. Just <laughs> come and go as you as you raised. Well, notice first, of course. <laughs> yes, you do, boy boy. Do you want to know a little secret? Ooh, always. I'm the key master in Copenhagen. <laughs> <laughs> I have quite a few keys. I'm actually considering getting a safe. No, honestly, because um, I do, and I say this, and my customers always giggle. Um, yeah the keys from all your customers yep yeah so if they if they want to steal a wall at the back of someone they'll be still yours <laughs> one stone many birds <laughs> of course after he had been taking care of boy boy for a while and then we chat more and then we became friends mm-hmm. eat and drink <laughs> <laughs> and talk and actually work out together because she's also a dancer yep and yes i absolutely love dancing just as much as i love animals and i've um, been dancing since i was a child i really really enjoy sharing all my experiences with people and now you Classical. just created um, a profile called Rel- what's it releve releve i can't ever say that word no but you know you know releve it means in french to actually raise up to rise up and for me i saw that i mean oh, it means my french <laughs> It means rise up like on the balls of your feet, on your toes, oh. but it could also mean something else, like rising up oh. uh, people in general in their confidence. Oh, and just oh, that's, that's to elevate your mood, rise up as especially women. I've had a few women that I that I teach privately, which have really, you know, it's not only about losing weight and and these kind of things. It's so many factors involved you know using dance conditioning um, I really really believe it's the way and then of course finding the specific body types that really are suited to the kind of exercises for that person yeah because we actually um with one of my Zumba classes 
Kia have introduced introduction <laughs> class of your conditioning stretching class. Yeah, it was like stretch and placement. And people keep asking about it once really? in a while. Yeah. What's Kia class? And, and is she going to do her classes again? And when? And I can't answer that for you, but you know, <laughs> they need your class. I would love to. Here. That would be nice. I would love to work uh, work in collaboration with you, like that other was it John? John, or, yeah, yeah, yeah. I would love to collaborate with you guys um, because we all have something so unique to offer. Yeah, because all different. I mean, Zumba is is very cardio like, and so we don't necessarily focus on one body part that much. We no. we all walk all everywhere and dancing around with legs and arms yeah. over the walls. <laughs> Yeah, I, you know, there, there are some schools of thought that really, okay, now I say some, that say that you shouldn't stretch at all. Why? Because I have no idea. I've, I've actually read about it because, you know, it's always, I always find it interesting to do so much research on the things that I do. I find it interesting that there are people out there that really believe that stretching is not very good for you, but the facts always win. And How do you, I mean, what... Yeah, because they said over, I mean, you can, of course, overstretch your muscles and things. I mean, there's dynamic stretching. It's, it's a whole world of its own stretching, you know, because then the Pilates, yoga, all the different angles come into it. With me, I keep it very kind of the placement of the bones in your body according to the muscle frame and Pilates. I kind mm. of use the range of, mo of movement, mobility, stability, and flexibility. Mm. These are the things that are really, really important for the joints, especially when you age. So for me, whatever school of thought people are coming from, because it's nice to look at different perspectives, for me, it's always these things that are important. People feel like afterwards, they say, wow, this was great. I feel energized after this class. Or, wow, I had a lot of energy and I was over-energized and now I feel calm. Mm. You know? Yeah. One of my main things about my Zumba classes is the the effect after the class. Exactly. No one ever come out of class say they're sad or <laughs> <laughs> I, now I'm depressed. You know, I mean, there's like a, like people have a misconception about Zumba. It's like, oh, I can't dance and uh, I'm not good at coordinations and it's like you know what? Just just come and have fun. It doesn't matter if you can't follow. Of course, in the first one to first second class you can't follow which is fine just i just always say just do your own thing i mean i made mistakes anyway during the class when i show it to go to the left i probably go to the right <laughs> <laughs> and we all laugh about it it's not yeah. it's not a you're not you're not taking an exam it's all about yourself and having fun just dance around and who doesn't like to dance right it's like having a party so you just be happy afterwards it's like stress release and Exactly. I have another secret for you. <gasps> There's so many secrets. <laughs> this show is called Secrets of Kia. <laughs> well, it's kind of more of a revelation. Uh, but I, you know, I was never really so much into Zumba. And my friends used to tease me about it. Then, you know, I was doing the dancing, my ballet and, and hip hop and, and modern. Then when, I, of course, I met Claire, my life changed in that way as well as in many other ways i decided to try the zumba and i'll tell you something now when i did a class i thought ah oh, it's you know it's going to be a bit to the left a bit to the right a bit of this a bit of that when i went into a class it was 
the most fun I've had in a long, long time. Oh. I had so much fun and I was sweating. And actually I had to think, of, you know, I thought, what's Zumba, you know, it's kind of everything is set out for you. But I actually had to think. You, you know, do? I mean, I usually think in, in dancing and, and technique. Don't do and that. It hurts you. <laughs> no, but seriously, when I did your class. It's dangerous. <laughs> it, was, it was because you do, you don't just do it as a, as it's okay now. Zumba and it's like this and it's in a square box. Hmm. You kind of add your, the clear flavor to it. Hmm. And that's what I love because it's, it just has an extra bit. And I thought, wow, you know, don't tell anybody. But I actually think I kind of like Zumba with Claire. <laughs> with Claire. What did you say? <laughs> have Kia as my guest for this time because this episode it is called For the Love of Dogs. Yes. We find out actually someone called themselves a positive behavioral trainer for dogs, mm -hmm. but using sleep lead to train dogs. Can you explain something about sleep lead here? Well, basically, kind of like a leash made out of, you can have leather or nylon, like rope, because um, it's very strong and hard, like a hang hangman's noose. That's what I think of when I see it. You know, you hang people. That's kind of pretty much what you're doing with the dog. You put it, it's kind of like um, a rope that you put around the, the neck. dog's neck. Yeah. And then as the dog pulls to, maybe it's a puppy or whatever kind of animal, and it's smelling, smelling something or just, it's just curious and looking at something, then you pull on the slip lead and it basically stops the flow of oxygen to their brain. So basically they're being choked. There's no other nice way of saying it. Whoever wants to put slip lead in a nice light, there's just no way of saying it. Mm -mm. It's just aversive training, outdated, and just uh, absolutely barbaric. We were just angry and frustrated. I'm getting angry now just I know, just about to talk about it. My hands are sweating just yeah, talking about it. I see people use it, like on TV, but for the very, very aggressive dog that they cannot basically control and in a desperate measure, yeah. then they use it. Then yeah. it's understandable that you actually put a stop into it. Professionals like, that use professionals, it. Professionals, yes, but not for training a puppy. Oh my God. Why? It's like, okay, your kid, human kid, not listening to you. Let's put this on their neck. When they're not listening and going to the right to, to the direction that you don't want to go, let's pull them a little, let's choke them a little. Yeah. For me, it's exactly the same thing. There's always another way. There's so many other options to try. It's sorrowful. And especially so not positive behavioral training method at all. There is just that one trainer that we are talking about. I know there's uh, actually many other trainers that does that in Denmark. There's, uh, yeah, some people didn't want to hear that. And we try to put that message out. Yeah. Educate people about this or telling how bad it is to use such device. We decided to open a, our own group for the dog lovers. Yeah. Called For the Love of Dogs. Absolutely. Yeah. But is this not just a basic group? See so we that. have a certified behavioralist trainers on board and some vets as well and, and me well i'm just gonna tell people off yeah, but you, you you're an animal advocate i am passionate about dogs yeah. so for example kia is a holistic body work we are the people behind the group so all nonsense that's posted on it it's basically people that are looking for a platform to gain knowledge and also options that are created for people that need help with their dogs or are considering 
having a new member of the family. That's extremely important because um, if people need to know that they have options, for me, it's really important. And facts, what works, what doesn't work, how, how it's done. And then there are professionals in the group that are either admins, group admins in this group, or members that participate in providing a plethora of information and resources to the general public. And this is for international yeah. and for in Denmark. Yeah. So you can also like ask all questions and information, yeah, advice that you need, or you can also share your experience about your path. So yeah, so this is um so if you, if you're dog lovers, yeah, compassion for animal. Join our group. Join our for the group. love of dogs. For the love of dogs, yes. <laughs> for example, like now, this day is really, really hot in Copenhagen, Denmark. There's been posts in our groups telling you how to how to recognize a heat stroke in the dogs. Yeah. And and tell you what to notice and what to do if it happens. So that you know, for example, that kind of information, a lot of people don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You could. We do what we can do. We provide yeah. resources and options for people, and then people must decide. Hope, to, hope for the best. <laughs> I wish there were some laws in place to protect these animals, and yeah. it's just a lifelong battle to always try and get rules. I mean, you've approached the RSPCA. Yeah, I before. did. Yeah. What happened there? I just tried to get also information on on the side. I just want to see what people, what organizations, what they stand on using what kind of uh, devices for dogs, training dogs. So yeah. ask about the slip lead. I asked them, how, where do you stand about this uh, slip lead? And then they say, we totally against it. There's a page telling you what you should use to train your dog and what you should not use to train your dog. And slip lead is definitely not one of them. And I actually seen an article, it's really good. You teach them, you don't choke them. As simple it's like as children. That. Yeah. I mean, come it's on. Just, you don't yeah. choke them in a in a classroom. Yeah. Put your hands around and, and, and squeeze their neck or something. You you educate, you you train a child in a positive way so they grow yeah. up to be a great and they understand. Being. Don't think that they're stupid. Dog understand everything if you take time. So I think like just to get educated with the you know right. the heat and the weather and all these methods and everything, this is the group is going to be kind of also holistic where, I mean, where it's looking at everything, everything, everything you could possibly yeah. think of to improve the life of an animal. There's even been a few cat posts, you know, mm. people posting about cats yeah. and that's fine as well. The group is open. And you have your cat yourself. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I do. I had like six crazy cat lady <laughs> alerts. Beep, 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 beep. I just think animals are light years ahead of us. And it's a privilege. We it's don't a deserve privilege. Them, right? No, it's a privilege and an honor to have them with us as they gifts to us mm. on this earth for the time that we have them because it's not a very long time. Mm. I know. So. When I first had him, boy, boy, I used to cry when I just think about that one oh. day. <laughs> one day he's going to die. I was like, for, for the first two years, whenever I thought of it, I was like, I, I tear up. I was so silly. I know it sounds silly. No. But, but it, it, um, it, they don't, they're not here for too long, unfortunately. So we could only give what we, if we don't know, then we go do the research. And yeah, and actually at some point it would be really nice to go into the whole nutrition thing, but that's also another hmm. thing later on in the group when we have, you know, more, more people on board because this is just, it's just started. It's only a few days old, this group. Yeah. So it will evolve into something really, really beautiful, I think, hmm. at some point where we can approach all different angles of canine welfare, hmm. training, behavior, and then also 
what they eat and all these kind of things, the life, sta the life stages that they go through, like puppies, what puppies need, what kind of walks, mm. how they should be walked, mm. um, all these kind of things that uh, people, when they're getting a new member of the family, really need to know. Yeah. As, and now I, I don't know, just a picture in my head that like all these funny dogs and pets videos showing how funny they are. They, or they have personality and they can get mad, they can get disappointed. and They can be drama queens, yeah. divas. divas. <laughs> There's a, a lady, uh, I did some of her courses, certif certifications, and I know Sina also did. That's one of the behavioralists in our admin group. Carolina Westland, she lives in Sweden. She is a mythologist. She does um, courses on animal emotions. Mm. And I studied that also. My cousin, Louise, is a member of the group. She has a training facility in South Africa. And it's also R+, uh, positive reinforcement, the same as Sina as well. They've all studied with Caroline and so have I myself. It shows all the different uh, animal emotions. So if, you know, maybe at some point we can put that on the group as well. I think it's very important. It's all the all the all the phases like sadness, grief, lust, all these different emotions, joy, excitement that the animals go through, and mm. they have a, it's very evidence based mm. you know, certification. Of really, course, really they emotion. That's bollocks. So you can always show this not. to people that say, "Oh, but uh, videos." I've seen dogs cry. I've yeah. seen it in shelters. I've seen it actually by their eyes yeah. when I've given them a massage or or something. I felt the trauma in the animals. Mm. From the energy that I, when I've worked with them with the energy, it exists. They do have emotions. You can see by their tails when they're happy, and so is everything else. It's not just happy and sad. It's just not just two things. Anger, it, yeah, frustration, yeah, irritated, yeah. When they growl and they say, "I need a moment," and they growl at you, they're giving yeah. you a warning, and you need to listen to that. And they say, "Okay, fine, you need your space. Walk away." Hmm. And you come back later, and then things are cool. Now I talk about how humans with dogs, sometimes I just see people walking their dogs and then they just keep walking when the dog was trying to pee or trying to sniff something. I was like, but isn't it the walk is for the dog, not for you, right? They're just like when they're not allowed to do the things that they want to do <laughs> or go. I have, some, I have had one or two customers asking me, oh, but he, he sniffs quite a bit. You know, and uh, so you just have to be a little bit patient when you take him for a walk. Is that okay? And I said, the sniff is the walk. Sniffing is the walk. And then they say, oh, it's such a relief. And I said, yes, actually, the the whole environment is revolved around the olfactory, which is part of the, the animal's nose. As humans, we want to get from A to B, have a destination. And that's in our nature. It's fine. So that's how we think sometimes when we take maybe take a dog for a walk. And it may seem completely selfish, but it's very human. So sometimes people just have to consider that an animal's makeup, especially a canine, is about the enrichment of uh, smelling the environment. Mm. So it is kind of sniff-based, nose work, as you say, to, to get the nose stimulating the brain. You can get a dog tired in 20 minutes than in two hours of walking. Yeah, if you really do yeah. no proper nose work. So this it's actually, is, it's a very important message to get out because yeah. when they say they go for a long walk and then they're still really going around like crazy, but that's, that's true because they don't have that stimulation enough. They just exercise. Yeah. They didn't have the brain stimulation, right? This is a human way of thinking as well because when we yeah. do exercise, then we get tired as well. Yeah. 
I think we still have a lot to learn about dogs and animals. Sometimes we are too selfish, too too involved in our own world. We don't look deeper what they need. Yeah. Right. He got my eye. Now he's making his way over to be on my side. And he's looking at me closer. He's feeling my vibe. Now I'm trying to understand if he could be my guy. Was venting out a bit because just I just can't hold it. I wear it in my emotion on my sleeves. Is that what they call? That's it. Yeah. Absolutely. So when I'm angry, I'm out. When I'm happy, you can see it. So when something makes me angry, I just have to shout. Sorry about that. <laughs> All for the dogs, right? Yeah. Yeah. But my boy, boy, I think. Oh, now he can see I'm excited. So he's coming to say hi. You say hi, boy, boy. Can you say hi? What do you say? Can you say give me kisses? Oh, that was a kiss. <laughs> oh, he did some a treat. Do you have any treat for him, Kia? Um, well, I don't have any treats here because I know that he has, uh, his tummy's not so good with the chicken. That's or steak, it's very specific. So don't you have special say, treats. Don't even say the word chicken. chicken. <laughs> we say chimkin. Chimkin. <laughs> Actually, the funny thing is he could, he could eat English chicken, but not Danish and, and Swedish chicken. He'd get diarrhea. But it does taste differently here than even, yeah. even in South Africa when I, when I did eat meat. Yeah. So he, actually, when he was little, his nickname is Chicken. Because whenever we say chicken, he just come running. Oh, <laughs> pumpkin pie. Have you tried organic chicken? Yeah, I tried all kinds of chicken. It's insane. Organic, free range, everything. Talk about food. I'm kind of hungry. Are you hungry? Are you hungry? Me too. <laughs> oh yes. Do you know what Kia 
brought with her today is her famous samosa. Yes. And what is that? Dal? Dal? Oh, doll. Doll. Oh, but I mean, you could say it how you want. It's um, the pronunciation so different cool. in different places. Yeah, it's D H A L. Yeah, you can make it many different ways. You can make it with lentils. I make it with split peas. That's the big difference. And it takes about two days to make. It's a real process and you have to be in a very good mood. It's kind of like a whole event for me when I make it. Let me put this in the oven. This is one of the reasons I have her on the show. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm just being used for my food. The, the animals use me for the chicken. And the people, the humans, use me for the food. And then what her, am I? Her samosa and dal. And I also made chapati this oh, time. Oh, yes, chapati. Oh. Chapati is like a round, uh, kind of looks like roti. It is one of the best samosa oh, I've tasted. So recipe, recipe will be on the page. Oh. <laughs> It smells so good, Kia. Mm. Cheers. Cheers. Mm. We're having prosecco with spicy food. You should say quite a good match for spicy food, this one. It is. It's recommended by Kit, my friend Kit. Yum. Oh, samosa. Mm. Wow, so good. Are the samosas up to your expectations? Wow. Mmm. Mmm. Mm -hmm. And crispy. It's very crispy. And it's gluten free. Oh my god. Yeah, because usually in a lot of places, samosas are kind of you make a whole big batch mm -hmm. and you freeze them and you deep fry them. Mm -hmm. But I like to actually prepare them and then bake them. And then just put like coconut oil or olive oil gently on, on the mm -hmm. outside and then bake them. That's good. It's, it's not greasy. Exactly. Lower uh, calories. Exactly. <laughs> so what do you put in it? Potato? Um, yeah, you can pretty much put whatever you want. You can put spinach and feta. You can put uh, fish. Meat. What I do is, yeah, exactly. I, I use peas, butternut. Carrots, potato. Sometimes I make a potato curry on the side, mm -hmm. completely separate, and yeah. then put it in. I really like to make a soya mince curry, really hot, Ooh. and then put that in. Wow. So it's like it's absolutely divine. But then you have to cook it though, so it's not so saucy, isn't it? So exactly. Stay. Yeah. When you make the curry separately, you can. Uh, have the curry for, for for the next day or whatever but mm -hmm. the filling mm -hmm. from the curry you can put in the samosas on the side oh this is so good it's the doll right i know it's the flavor this this is vegetarian by the way you don't miss me because the flavor is it's oh so powerful mm. oh so good mm. oh. and the chapati is really nice to have with the doll kind of complements each other because the chapati has a neutral taste so what's in your doll the chapati has basically just flour and water and mm -hmm. then uh, some kind of a, a, a percentage of oil. There's mm. no egg. And then you just lightly put it on a pan. It's a bit sweet. Yeah, it depends what you put in. It depends on uh, the flour or whatever you have inside. Mm -hmm. What gluten-free flour did you use? I can't remember the name, but I'll add the photo. I have two different kinds at home. And then I also have one that's... Uh, just not gluten that I use mm -hmm. and that's self-raising flour mm -hmm. 
I'm always thinking of the flowers from back home in South Africa. But Where are you guess they were raising flour here? Well, if you don't add bicarbonate of soda, yeah. then you can get it at some of the expat shops or you can order it online. Where? I think a lot of people have been asking for it actually, especially mm. the English community. I think what we can do is I'll send you the links and I can't think of everything right now because my mm. head is um, into the food. I haven't eaten all day, so it's so delicious. Mm. Oh, so good. Mm. I made for uh, one of the embassies, yeah, the South African embassy. I made them a, a whole batch. <laughs> Come on. You gave them 200, you gave me eight. Listen, listen, you're getting this on the house, girl. <laughs> I can make roti, which is like chapati. Yeah. Chapati is also very much, I learned how to make chapati from I like a friend. this kind of buttery, like a, like a, like a pastry-like. Uh, That's sorchi. And it's got the cinnamon in and the nuts, That's funny because different countries call it different things. Because in Trinidad Tobago, they call it roti. A roti, roti is uh, like a chapati. It's a flatbread. It's very thin. But that's, that, that, that's one that really, really buttery and there's like a layer, so fluffy. Do you know chapati here? Could this chapati I learned from a friend from Uganda. And she comes oh. from the city Jinja. And she taught me how to make chapatis uh, here in Denmark, actually. A couple okay. of years back, yeah. So these are the ones that she taught me to make. So I guess names means different things in different country. Yeah. <laughs> well, look, there's one thing I'd love to make sometime when we have a real South African mm -hmm. cuisine as well, you know, as well. Another traditional part of South Africa is um, something called, it's kind of maize meal. I can't remember the name here. Polento kind of, yeah. it's Italian, but it's nothing like that. It's kind of white and you can make it into a porridge. All the children are brought up on it, so they go very strong. Uh, porridge, or you can make it into something stiff, like a, like a cornstarch thing. You can actually eat it with your hands and it crumbles a bit. I think I've seen it. In Uganda, sorry, in the middle, middle Africa, it's called um, fufu. And in South Africa, it's called putupap. Oh. And pap, that's the Afrikaans, the Dutch way of saying it. it uh, yeah. It's like a sticky rice. Yeah, yeah, it's like sticky, but it's not rice. It's like polenta. And they eat it. They eat it like a bread on side dish. Yeah, you eat it with your hands and mm. it crumbles. And you can make, you can have it as porridge. Ah. And so it's it white and yellow. So it depends what is the consistency that you cook. Yes, you can make it like very crumbly, or you can make it very um, stiff, mm -hmm. or a bit mushy like porridge. It depends on how long you do it and how much water you put in. It's an art. It's not easy. Sometimes you'll really burn it if you make it. It takes me quite a while to... I haven't made it in a while. Can I expect some of that from you next time? Okay. <laughs> we need to We Please. need to have a proper uh, soya... We need to have a curry or something to eat it with. Like, maybe I can make um, masala butter bean curry next time. Ooh. With... Please. Putupa. With fufu. Please do. Yeah. These to be a little bit softer. I guess another five minutes on hot heat like this. Mm -hmm. I don't think they're gonna really be soft. They'll probably be soft tomorrow when you have them. Oh. But we'll get them as soft as we can get them now. Yeah. It's a real process. Lentils are faster. And this is not lentils. This is sorry. This um, chickpeas are faster. But this is the way I make it with split peas. And they are, um, but it's a long time, almost two and a half days to make this dish. And it still needs to be ready. I am special. And I'm boiling. It's hot here in this weather by the stove. Isn't that nan bread? No, nan bread is a bread, okay. That's so that boring I know. to have nan bread here, that. you know. The other one, 
having trouble to find out the, the actual name for it because it's like a layers of pastry like bread yeah i'm not i'm not quite sure it could be it could be a kind of a chapati i'm not sure So here we come to this part of the show and the guests have a privilege to ask me a question. So many questions. <laughs> Just yeah, one or two I for today. A, yeah, I have uh, one or two. If you wanted to offer some inspiration and encouragement to somebody in your audience mm. or motivation, what words, what would you say? Um, Just in general about life. <laughs> You go lucky. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> really? That's a good question. I don't. I don't like to advise how people should live their life, basically. But be grateful. I think even like the smaller things. Be grateful about the weather, or you see a flower that is beautiful. Then be grateful that you have a to give a sights or whatever, or you could actually see colors or. Mm. Yeah, so don't even have to be a big thing like, oh, I'm grateful for my family. So of course, you're grateful for family and friends and stuff. Maybe sometimes you could feel forced to say thanks. So might just look around you, what 
kind of give you peace. Yeah, just be thankful for the smaller things. I think is is quite important. I think I, I learned that kind of way of thinking just the past year during the first lockdown. I, I can imagine. It <laughs> doesn't really have a big impact on me. I can be alone, or but I love to be with my friends. So at the end, I was kind of missing, you know, the hangout with my friends, but I was not sad or anything. That you just kind of learn to live with whatever situation that comes in your way. And I, yeah, I don't know. Answer that is so is cool. It? Yeah, I agree with you. But of course, like people think differently. I mean, a lot. I think a lot of people give themselves pressure on what they have to achieve, on what they have to do, and they give themselves a timeline. And and if they don't, then what? Then they will be disappointed or sad. Or but is that is that necessary? You know, life is there's no not limitation, but age is the only numbers. There's so many people get their breakthrough from only when they were. Forty years old or fifty years old, or you know, you never know what the future brings. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't have said it any better. Fantastic. Yeah. But I wouldn't say advice. I would just say that's that's kind of the way I see things, see life in some way. Yeah. <laughs> so today I'm gonna pull out my monology card. Did you how you say it? Moonology, moonology, yeah, yeah, moonology. oracle cards. Let's see, shuffle, shuffle, shuffle. <laughs> While I'm doing my cards in Copenhagen or wherever you are, if you're interested in knowing more about dogs or if you're planning to have a dog or pets, do go check on on our Facebook group for the love of dogs. So hopefully it will kind of um, you can get some answer from it. Yeah. And if you want to know more about Kia, her page is called Happy Tales. Um, holistic body work testing. She's also doing the conditioning, stretching classes, mm-hmm. and hopefully, yeah, called Velave. Yay! Did I pronounce it right? You did. We oui. well done. We oui, we. Oui. Thank you for having me. And thanks for the food, delicious samosa. <laughs> oh yeah, and her recipe will be on the page and Instagram. OMG, it's still Wednesday! So the message of today is Adjustments are required Think of yourself as a vessel that has been filled more and more over the past weeks Some of what has come your way may be wonderful But there's also a lot of negativities And you need to let go of this However situation you are asking about now, be honest about whether there's a toxic emotions involved, which you need to release into the altars. This card also comes with a promise that all is not lost. However, there are changes or adjustments required before you will get to where you want to be. A change of course is forecast now. The recent event has been understood and at a point. There may also be a crisis now which will remind you what you want and what is time to let go of. So pay attention. The additional meaning of this card, your life may be out of balance and this may be causing your issues. It may be time to hatch a whole new plan. Something new and exciting is around the corner. 
So trust may be required to move this situation forward. So no matter when you draw this card, the teaching is to release and to trust. Now it's the end of the show. Thank you again, Kia, for coming. Yeah, you are welcome. It's been an absolute pleasure. I hope to come on your show again at some point. I I surely will invite you again, especially for the food. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> for the next dish. <laughs> but thank you for coming and all the delicious food that you brought along. Remember, we have a new episode every second Wednesday at. Eight. It's an hour show. So it's, oh my god, it's still Wednesday. So hope you enjoy this one and stay tuned for the next episode. Bye. Have a good night. Love and light to you all.